Have you ever considered visiting Mongolia? Hi, listeners, and welcome to the Travel Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and I have a special interview for you today. My teammate, Jen, had a chance to interview a local while in Mongolia. Mongolia is a country with a lot of natural beauty. And what's great is beautiful landmarks aren't populated or commercialized with lots of tourists like you might see elsewhere. And even better, that Mongolia is just a beautiful, diverse country. If you want to experience an authentic Mongolia, don't forget to also visit the countryside and have a chance to see that hospitable culture that everyone talks about. I'm so excited to share this podcast with you today. Enjoy. Hi, listeners, and welcome to the Travel Talk podcast. I'm here today with our guest and my very good friend, Ariuna, and we're currently in the capital city of Mongolia, Ulaanbaatar. Thanks for joining me, Ariuna. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Well, thank you for letting me be a part of your podcast. My name is Ariuna, and I am from Mongolia. I was born and raised in Mongolia um, and spent my entire life in Mongolia, so I'm excited to tell you about Mongolia. <laughs> We're excited to hear. Um, so as you know, this podcast is all about travel and especially about getting that local insider knowledge. Um, so what area of Mongolia are you going to be talking about today? I'd like to tell your listeners more about the countryside. Um, Mongolia is a pretty vast country and it has um, different um, regions with different natural surroundings and generally the best reason to come to Mongolia would be to come here for an adventure, to see the natural surroundings and interact with the local nomadic population. Mm. So. Uh, you would advise to focus more of a trip, like more of uh, your trip on the countryside and the rural areas as opposed to the city while in Mongolia, right? Yes. um, I love my city, Ulaanbaatar, but the main reason for uh, any visitor to come to Mongolia to have an authentic and fun experience that is unique to Mongolia would be to really see the countryside and the lifestyle there because that is something you will not experience outside of Mongolia. Mm, Okay, Um, and so I'd love to hear more about what unique places there are to visit and activities to experience in the countryside that most tourists uh, might generally overlook. So you being a native to Mongolia, I'm sure you have a lot of awesome recommendations. Mm -hmm. Well, if my friends were to just reach out to me and ask me for recommendations of things to do in Mongolia, I can think of um, uh, three or four things that they should experience. Um, The first thing is um, to get as close to the traditional nomadic lifestyle of herding animals and living in nature and experience the authentic Mongolian hospitality and friendliness that these people mm-hmm. um, show visitors. Mm-hmm. And so more about the Mongolian nomadic herders. Um, about 50% of the population of Mongolia is rural nomadic herders. And they have maintained this lifestyle for over 3,000 years. Um, 
people are um, very happy to see visitors from faraway places. And um, uh, so a little tidbit for our listeners. So Ariuna and I actually um, spent the past week out in the countryside and we did uh, come across uh, a nomadic family and we stayed with them for three days and two nights. And so for me, I'm from the States and I was shocked at how open and welcome they were to having us as guests, considering this was really out of the blue. We had no initial uh, plans of meeting them or seeing them. They had no idea who we were and they just like gladly welcomed us into their home. They cooked for us. They shared stories with us. Um, yeah, it's something that I, I I don't think people come across very often in the States. Um, like there's one thing to be hospitable and uh, welcome guests, but I think it's entirely something different when uh, it, you're welcoming complete strangers into your into your lives, and it's such an intimate thing. Um, so it's it's one part of our trip we had last week that I think is completely unforgettable. Um, so I, I definitely agree. That's uh, for someone who's traveling to Mongolia. That's like a very authentic experience. Um, that's so unique to the country. So my question is, um, how, how can our listeners who are interested in traveling to Mongolia uh, have this kind of experience or arrange for this? Mm-hmm. Um, so like you were saying, uh, we just happened to um, visit this family even though we had no prior plans. Mm-hmm. So uh, even if you were just backpacking across Mongolia, if you um, found a family home, um, you should know that you are welcome to visit, um, say hello, and uh, the chances are they're going to be very happy to have you um, and sincerely want you to like um, uh, have a good experience with them. Mm-hmm. So that's one way, just spontaneously. <laughs> Just show up um, on someone's doorstep. Up. <laughs> um, another way, I think the a more planned um, way would be to um, get in touch with a local tour agency, mm-hmm. and um, they know their way around Mongolia, and um, they will uh, let you hire a driver and um, recommend families that you uh, could visit Um, so those would be the two different ways and also feel free to get in touch with me (laughs) Um, and well the first the first way would be the most authentic uh, experience Mm -hmm. but one thing is it's hard to plan for those experiences yeah it's so spontaneous yes well it sounds like you just uh, made an open invitation for people to contact you. So I'm sure people will appreciate that. <laughs> yes, yes. And I mean it. <laughs> um, so speaking of uh, nomadic herders um, and experiencing their lifestyles and uh, their culture while you're in the countryside of Mongolia, can you also speak about... Um, 
like what their living situation is like because I, I think that's something that's very unique to Mongolian uh, nomadic people the their homes <laughs> right so the traditional housing that Mongolian <clears throat> nomadic people live in is called a gear I've heard that translated as yurts in English and it is a uh, wood framed um, tent-like structure um, that is pretty minimalist in terms of um, the arrangements but very well suited to the nomadic lifestyle of um, moving from one place to another uh, depending on the seasons. It's uh, The exterior is covered with um, felt which is a kind of fabric made from sheep wool and the gear is very warm during the winter, but still very breathable and um, cool during the summer. And um, seeing gears in the vast Mongolian steppes, it's a sight to see. It's very pretty. Uh, it's white and mm. it stands out very beautifully from the uh, green landscapes. Staying in a gear is something that any visitor to Mongolia should definitely experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's so fantastic is not only can you see them when you're out in the countryside, um, but you can also experience living in one, since it seems like there are quite a number of campsites, or a decent number of campsites that have gears that you can stay in as a tourist, right? Yes, so these campsites are pretty amazing. They uh, have the traditional authentic Mongolian gear housing where you can stay in and sleep in, sleep in. but also um, they have separate facilities um, that are more convenient mm -hmm. um, such as um, restaurants and hot water, showers, yeah. um, everything that you might <laughs> need on a long trip to the countryside. Yeah, so you can think of it as like a more luxurious way of camping. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely more amenities than simply staying out in a tent. Yes. So speaking of visiting uh, the countryside and the grasslands and the vast steppes of Mongolia, one thing that I that really caught my attention was just... Uh, it's one thing to go to a country with... A large population and a lot of tourists and even when you go to different landmarks and scenic areas you still f feel um, like a tourist because you're surrounded by so many peoples uh, but one thing about Mongolia is the population is relatively small it's about three million right um, so when you're traveling in such vast uh, like vast terrain and you visit like a landmark or a lake or something you feel that uh, you see very few tourists and it just makes it a more like authentic immersive experience because you feel like you're living out what locals live out right because since you aren't surrounded by tourist traps or <laughs> uh, things you may experience in Europe or other countries within Asia um, and so generally when you know if our visitors do decide to visit um, these areas is that something common that they can expect or is this something kind of unique to our experience um visitors coming to mongolia um they should expect to see a lot of natural beauty 
Um, like you mentioned, um, Mongolia is a very uh, sparsely populated country. Uh, in fact, I believe it's the least populated country in the world. And so we have these vast um, territories that are like filled with natural beauty and different kinds of natural surroundings. Um, two of the natural phenomena that I think are unique to Mongolia are the steppes and the Gobi Desert. The steppes are these um, unbelievably wide, wide open, large green landscapes that uh, have mountains in the distance. It seems to go endlessly. There are no fences, no structures to obstruct your vision. All you see is this vast uh, space with um, clear blue sky uh, over you. And there's a lot of different kinds of plant life and wildlife. Um, and on the other hand, the Gobi Desert, it is a, a desert area, but um, I think how it differs from other desert locations is, is it's not as sandy and um, you find two humped camels in the Gobi and just like the steppes, it's wide open, it's land as far as the eye can see. Uh, I heard some people uh, compare it to the ocean. Um, there's nothing in view except the straight wide open space that meets with the um, sky at the horizon. Mm. So Mongolia is definitely a great place for an adventure tour. Um, bicycle and motorcycle treks are popular. And also a unique experience to Mongolia would be to ride camels, two humped camels, and also like the locals, um, horseback riding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I experienced both during my trip here. And I have to say, riding a camel, um, not that I've ever ridden a, a road a one hump camel, but especially riding a two hump camel, camel is quite an experience. Uh, yeah, these creatures are just just amazing to just marvel at in person. Um, yeah, and they're quite stinky. <laughs> so beware, but also don't let that deter you from riding one. It's such a cool experience. Just like riding in either like the sand dunes area or the desert. Um, it's very serene. Um, and yeah, it's just amazing to do that with so few tourists around you. And all you can see is just the open land ahead of you. Um, there's nothing, nothing really quite like that. What, what's unique about Mongolian food? And is there anything unique about Mongolian food that can be found in the countryside? Mm -hmm. So definitely a huge part of staying and living in a gear and enjoying authentic Mongolian uh, lifestyle is the food. And um, the Mongolian diet is heavily, uh, well, mostly the Mongolian diet mostly consists of meat and dairy products. Um, and one type of meat that not a lot of people outside of Mongolia um, might have experienced is mutton, which is, um, I think, synonymous with lamb. And so you'll eat a lot of food made with um, 
uh, lamb prepared in different ways. Um, one very popular Mongolian uh, dish is a horhok. It's a Mongolian barbecue prepared by pressure cooking meat and vegetables inside an airtight container using hot stones. Um, so the meat gets very, very tasty and tender, uh, and it's a uniquely Mongolian dish. And just when, uh, which reminds me of Mongolian barbecue that is offered um, in restaurants that are outside of Mongolia. And uh, it's not just, the same. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not really Mongolian barbecue unless the meat is prepared exactly in this way of pressure cooking meat inside a container with hot stones. Okay. Um, so you should definitely try this, uh, the authentic Mongolian barbecue. And another kind of uh, food that is universal in Mongolia uh, is different kinds of dairy products. Um, for example, there's a drink called Ayrak. It's um, fermented horse milk and it tastes uh, kind of similar to yogurt. Um, also the Korean drink makgoli, it reminds me of Ayrak. Uh, and um, yes, yeah, I, it's enjoyed by everybody who live in the countryside. It's definitely... Uh worth trying. So I tried some during my time here. Um, I've never had that Korean drink you just mentioned, but it ha it's similar to yogurt, uh, much more sour. It has somewhat of like a pungent smell and flavor. Um, and, and I don't think horse milk is common in the United States. I'm sure it's uncommon in many other countries as well. So, uh, Definitely, definitely something interesting to try. Um, and who knows, it may grow on you. <laughs> yes. And yeah, a lot of Mongolians, including myself, love Ayrak, so I definitely recommend it. Um, and other products made of dairy. We have uh, Mongolian cheese, dried curd, um, Mongolian yogurt. So there's a lot of different uh, Mongolian dairy products to try. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing I was really amazed by um, during my time here is just uh, how resourceful uh, Mongolians are, especially nomadic herders, how resourceful they are with um, the, the animals that they have. So like a goat, a goat can be used for, the, the fur can be used for cashmere, it's uh, excrements can be used to light a fire, its meat can be cooked, its skin can be used as a vessel for the meat to cook in, like all the organs are utilized in cooking, it's like truly waste-free, everything <laughs> has a purpose. Um, and that goes, it's the same for dairy too, like even when like we saw this nomadic um, herder, this woman, she milked, I don't know, cattle or horses and um, like every component of the milk like had a purpose beyond just drinking like it's used for buttery spread so is that that like waste free resourceful mentality is, is that something you would say stands out about this country and its people 
definitely the nomadic people are very very resourceful in using everything that comes out of um, um, the animals that they herd um, and I see that pretty as a unique aspect of the lifestyle in the countryside mm-hmm. and even vodka uh, vodka the Mongolian vodka is distilled from yogurt yeah that's definitely something unique I don't know much about alcohol but I'm pretty sure standard vodka is not <laughs> from yogurt so in addition so we touched upon uh, the natural sites that visitors should definitely check out we talked about um, the nomadic people that people should get a, a glimpse into their lifestyle of as well as the food that people that, that's unique to Mongolia and that visitors should definitely have a taste while they're here um, what would you say is the best time to come to Mongolia and experience all of this? Yes. Um, Mongolia... The best time to visit Mongolia would be during the summer, especially during July. Um, actually, in July, we have the biggest traditional uh, holiday festival in Mongolia called Nadam. Um, it celebrates uh, the history of Mongolia and the culture and traditions of Mongolian people. And it uh, goes on from July 11th until July 15th. So either right before, during, or after is the best time to visit Mongolia in terms of both um, the experiences you can have as a tourist as well as um, the weather um, and not a lot of people might know this but Mongolia has a pretty harsh uh, winter um, in fact the city of Ulaanbaatar is known as the coldest capital city in the world so which is amazing because you wouldn't know that coming here in July the weather's perfect right now <laughs> Exactly. So um, the best time would be to come during the summer and especially during July where we have the Nadam Festival. Um, and so you mentioned earlier that you were born and raised in Mongolia and you currently live and work here. I'm not sure if you mentioned your line of work, but we'll just say it now. You own, you run a cashmere business um, and cashmere is something... Uh, somewhat unique to Mongolia. Um, most cashmere does come from Mongolia. So I'm curious if there's anything vis- visitors should uh, go and seek out while they're here related to cashmere or just uh, products that are unique to Mongolia in general that may serve as a good souvenir. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of people know about this, but Mongolia is the largest supplier of cashmere in the world. And uh, what visitors uh, who come to Mongolia seek out when they come here um, is natural products, especially natural products, especially products made out of cashmere, wool, um, including camel and yak wool, which are uh, unique to Mongolia. So coming here, um, you have the opportunity to um, buy very high quality natural products 
and support the local nomadic population. Um, garments and blankets made out of these very fine, beautiful fabrics that are uh, priced fairly and of and are of very high quality. Yeah. Also, I think very few people can say that they have camel or yak <laughs> fur products. So definitely, definitely worth considering while you're here <laughs> as a souvenir gift. So one thing we love to talk about on this podcast are um, what the local experience within a country is like and how to achieve that during your stay here. So is there are there any key things that you think travel guides um, either overlook or don't emphasize enough? Um, and if there are, can you please share what those might be? So these days, uh, with travel books and online travel resources, they're very extensive and every uh, all of the information is just a Google search away. So I wouldn't say um, that available resources look overlook anything, but somehow written words cannot fully capture the whole experience. Um, seeing is believing. When I talk about the amazing wide open steppes and the Gobi Desert and the wonderful hospitality of the Mongolian people, um, it's one thing. It's one thing to listen or hear about it or see it uh, written somewhere, but really coming here and experiencing is a completely different, um, on a completely different level. So I highly recommend just making a trip to Mongolia and uh, seeing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I completely Uh, agree with that. Like pictures and videos just can't capture what you see with your eyes while you're here. It's honestly one of the most amazing natural sights um, that you may come across. While we're talking about online resources, I highly recommend uh, an article that I recently saw on Slate.com. It's written by a journalist uh, named Tim Wu, and it's called The Mongolia Obsession. It's by far the best piece of writing that I think um, really um, does a great job of describing what it is like to be in Mongolia as a tourist. Awesome. And we'll definitely link that on the website. Do you have any last thoughts or final words you'd like to share about Mongolia to our listeners? I'll just close off by um, saying that you should come to Mongolia and make friends with Mongolians um, both from the city as well as the nomadic population Um, and if you end up visiting a Mongolian gear and getting to know uh, a nomadic family chances are you'll want to come back to see them over and over again they'll definitely invite you invite you to come again Uh, not out of politeness but with real sincerity um and and i can 100 percent confirm that because having visited that nomadic family i want to visit them year after year i would love to come back just to just to spend time with them again (laughs) 
Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your stories and advice about traveling to Mongolia. I had such an unforgettable adventure in this country, and I definitely hope our listeners are inspired to visit here as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, listeners. And just a reminder, the Travel Talk podcast is uploaded every other Wednesday. Please tune in to our next episode, and don't forget to subscribe. Thanks. Thanks.